Do you want to bring your friends to church, but aren't sure how to invite them? If so, then you need to check out Digital Missionary Academy. You see, most Christians know they need to share their faith and help their friends get saved, but have no idea how. But with just some basic training, you can instantly identify which of your friends are open and looking for God and how to put them on the fast track to becoming a disciple. In Digital Missionary Academy, you'll learn how to consistently bring your friends to church using the latest social media evangelism techniques, and you'll quickly become your friend's go-to person for any and all spiritual questions, even if you have little or no experience making disciples. So, if you're ready to trade in Candy Crush for evangelism and become a disciple-making machine, click the link in the show notes or go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com to start your 30-day free trial. That's digitalmissionaryacademy.com. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. Back when I was going to college at Auburn University, this is about 10 or so years ago, I got into the habit of doing something that most people would consider to be rather strange, and that is driving from my dorm in the middle of campus towards the outskirts of town and going for a prayer walk. But it wasn't the prayer walk that was interesting. It was the location. I would go to pray at a cemetery. Now, when I grew up, um, my only thoughts of cemetery were that's where bad things happen because that's what movies told me was you don't go to a cemetery unless you want something bad to happen to you. But what made this particular cemetery special for me and the reason I came kept going back to it was one, it was actually like really nice. I don't know if you've been to a cemetery recently. They do a pretty good job of making them like really nice parks, uh, which means that it's actually just a park with a bunch of tombstones in it. And what's cool about that is that you typically don't have a lot of people around. And so I discovered that by going to the cemetery, I could go somewhere that's outside, that's you know away from distractions, and I could just pray out loud and not have to be worried or self-conscious about uh, you know, if someone heard me or if I was going to be, you know, disturbing people's picnics and things like that, praying out loud about my sin. <laughs> um, and so so that was interesting. And, and I was glad that I discovered that. But then something else happened that I wasn't expecting that really hit home for me that kept me coming back, that kept me coming back to that particular cemetery week in and week out. And I kept going back because I discovered that not only are people buried there that live for 70, 80, 90 years, which is what most of us probably hope for, that we live a long and full life, but there were also people buried in that cemetery that when they died, they were my age or younger, right? So at this time, I'm probably 20 years old. So there were people in that cemetery that had died when they were teenagers, that had died when they were kids. And the reason I loved going back to that cemetery, the reason it meant so much to me was it was a constant reminder of my own fate. It's, it's easy as a young 20-year-old college student to think that you are the king of the world and nothing can stop you. But it's, it's so important to always remember that life is short, that we never know when our last day will be. We never know when we're going to wake up and 
that's it. That's your last day on earth. Um, you know, and it's not like we get an early warning system saying, hey, by the way, Travis, uh, you're going to get in a car wreck today. So make sure that you kiss your kids before you walk out the door. We don't get that kind of early warning. And the reason that this has kind of come to the forefront in general is that, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, Kobe Bryant and his daughter tra- tragically died along with several others in a helicopter accident. He was 41. His daughter was 13. And to everyone, you know, the, the universal response was this, this is unexpected. You know, they both had a long life ahead of them. And not only do we need to remember them, but also reevaluate and reassess where, what, what am I doing with my life? How am I spending my time? Am I pursuing the things that are ultimately most important to me? Am I investing in the people that I need to be investing in? Am I spending enough time with my family? Am I, you know, working too much? Am I pursuing something that's not really, you know, something that I need to be pursuing? Right? That became a huge part of the conversation. You know, and and Kobe and his and his daughter and all those people passing tragically in that helicopter accident facilitated that discussion. But this is a conversation that we should be having much more often. Um, not to be morbid, not to always be thinking about our death, but death and the promise that it will happen is such an incredibly motivating truth. Because if we were to go on living forever on this earth, if there was no stakes. If there was no reason to do something now versus tomorrow, ultimately our life would be a shell of what it is, right? It's because that those moments are fleeting, that, you know, that your kids grow up faster than you want them to, that makes those moments special. And to know that we have just this short time on earth to do something, to, to walk with God, to help our friends become Christians and get to heaven, to, to really discover what it means to live a life to the full— all of those things get magnified when we, you know, accept the realization that today could be my last day here. Today could be the last day that I wake up and do my morning routine and drink my coffee and read my Bible. It could be the last time. And it could be the last time for any of us. And James, uh, who, you know, was one of the early leaders in the church um, back in the first century, knew this probably probably better than anyone as someone who was intimately close with Jesus and, you know, was a part of the early church uh, movement and growth and persecution, where he saw people being persecuted, put in prison, and killed for their faith. And in James chapter 4, verse 13, he writes, Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And the thing that I want to leave you with from the scripture is that image that your life is a mist, that your life is a blip in history, a hiccup in the cosmos. You are here today for a little while, and then you vanish. So with that knowledge, instead of worrying about tomorrow, instead of making, you know, indefinite plans, assuming that everything will go perfectly, recognize your own humanity. Recognize that today could be your last day. And instead, you know, he doesn't say don't make those plans. He says, start with, if it is the Lord's 
will. And I think coming back to that, coming back to that thought of what is God's will for me? Not necessarily what are the three things that he wants me to do today, but what kind of a person does he want me to be for my family, for my friends, for my coworkers? What are the things that I need to iron out in my life? What are the sins that I need to repent of? What are the relationships I need to invest in? What would Jesus do if he were me? And living that out every single day is such a crucial, critical component of how we grow in our faith and how we, how we mature. And so going back to, you know, the, obviously what is tragic with Kobe and his daughter and all those people dying in that helicopter accident and, you know, going and seeing people in the cemetery that died when they were younger than you are. It's just a great reminder for us that we're not here forever, right? That we we do have a home to look forward to, but we want to take special advantage of the time that we have now to reach out and impact the people that God has put in our lives. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes and be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode and I'll talk to you soon.